Coming up, it's our starts of the week and a draft redo. If we were to do it all over again from here on out, who would our top 24 players in fantasy football be? All that and more on this episode of the podcast. This is this is a football podcast, man. Meat. Football. Good. Man, we talk football. We eat burgers. <laughs> Welcome back to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. It's Josh. It's Ben. We are here with you getting ready to talk week six and also uh, basically just mourn the loss that was week five. There was many points, but it came at a cost. It 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 hurt us. Me especially. You the especially. Contending, the contending rosters out there in the world just took a massive hit on sunday and it all like it, i've got it a phenomenal be... ir in the in our main dynasty league <laughs> your, your ir team right now could win you a championship <laughs> ir team is unstoppable it was crazy because on the episode earlier this week we were talking like we didn't know anything about jefferson anthony richardson devon achan you know it was like we know i don't now. know well now we know they're all on ir <laughs> worst case scenario for everyone Potentially even even worser case scenario for Jefferson, which we will get into a little bit. Yeah. So why don't we go into these other ones and then we'll spit we'll put our tin caps on for Jefferson. But Devon Achan goes on IR for a knee injury. This one is weird. I don't even remember when he got hurt. I don't either. Well, okay. So he injured his ankle and left, but he did come back and he ran. He basically was a decoy on a screen. And he was sort of like sidestepping, side pedaling, or, or whatever you want to call it, on the screen. And so a lot of the injury docs online were like, you know, at least it's probably not an MCL. It looks like he can actually side shuffle, which means the knee is probably somewhat okay. Turns Psych. out it's not. He's on IR. I don't know what happened. I don't know specifically what the injury is, but but he's on IR. Tough for you. Right. Right when you were even turning the Devon Haters, Devon A-Chain haters. The Devon A-Chaters. I the like The Devon A-Chaters, which was me. <laughs> uh, we were starting to come around. I'm like, okay, maybe he is a genuine oddity. I'll give it to you. I are. It's just absolutely. He is, in fact, not big enough. <laughs> Don't want to rub it in, uh, but I told you. I, I keep defaulting back to... <laughs> He had like 270 carries in the SEC a year ago. It's not the same, though. SEC ain't what it used to be. It's been <laughs> oh, sad watching it, it this year. Yeah. It's a down what, year for okay. the SEC. Okay. Anthony Richardson goes on IR as well with that AC joint sprain. Oh, great. Wonderful. Just when this we were man... excited to get Jonathan Taylor back in there, things were going to yeah. turn around. I mean, to give the Colts credit, Gardner Minshew is maybe the best backup quarterback in the league, if yeah, not one of one of the handful of good, actually, backup quarterbacks in the league. So they're going to be okay. But, man, I, I just wish we could get more Richardson. This man has left a game in three of the five games that he's played. He's only finished—no, sorry. 
He's only finished one game healthy, I think. That's crazy. I'm trying to remember. I don't know. So week one, he left early. Week two was the concussion. He missed a game. So that means he played... uh, Yeah, he left a little bit early. He came back into week one, though, I thought. He left and then came back. Right, but he left with an injury. And then he left early against Houston, didn't play against Baltimore, um, played the whole game against the Rams, scored 31 points. Yes, so he's got one full game at the NFL level. Yeah. We've got to put some, uh, I don't know, what's what's that little poppy wrap that as a kid you would just go, they they ship stuff in? Just put them in Flex Seal. (laughs) Be unstoppable. That'll be... He'll float. No, he won't float. He'll be invincible. (laughs) You ever seen those commercials? You can do anything to Flex Seal. Phil, Phil Swift is a legend. Phil Swift has now played games with his Flex Seal. If he coded Anthony Richardson in Flex Seal, he would never get injured again. They'd have to make a new league because it would not be fair having Anthony Richardson <laughs> out there. Uh, James Conner also goes on IR with a knee injury. And I the thought this was down. really funny. I don't know about you. I don't know if you've noticed this yet or not, but Amari DiMarcato or however you say his last name, was one of the waiver pickups of the week because he was the presumed backup for James Conner. Well, the depth chart came out today, and Amari DiMarcato is not listed as the starter for Sunday. It is, in fact, Conte Ingram. And so all that fab everybody burnt on DiMarcato is likely not getting that back. Threw that one in the wind. I don't know. It's just... At this point, it's just funny. It's like a sick joke because there's so many injured players. I've got like every. I, I'm about to have a mental breakdown. Is what's about to happen. I know. I know you are also struggling with the injuries, but there's there was a league where I thought for a second that I was going to lose James Conner, Justin Jefferson, and Travis Kelsey from the starting lineup, and I didn't know what I was going to do with myself. You did lose two out of three. Lost two out of three. I'm about to start, I kid you not, on a team that has dominated. I'm about to have to start Jeff Wilson at running back. Ooh. And I had depth, Ben. I had depth. I prepared for this. And I'm still about to start Jeff Wilson. Is this the same league where, like, as this is all happening, my team just got Cooper cut back and is kind of hitting its stride? This is exactly the same league. I'm sorry. I don't want to talk about it. Right as I'm I'm scoring, score, just so many points. I mean, I think last week, going into the week, I was leading the league and scoring by 200 points. It wasn't even fair, and now now it's fair. And, and to be, now, in in your defense, you've been leading the league by 200, or like, score, ugh, sorry. Leading by like 200 points in scoring, and this is the same league that my team dropped 230 points this past week. So yeah. almost instantaneously caught up with you. Oh yeah, now now you're like within eighty. <laughs> it's like gap. thirty points behind you now. I think. Gosh, the because I outscored you by over a hundred this week. Yeah, yeah. I had a rough week. I had a rough week. I don't want to talk about it. Okay, Justin Jefferson. Oh boy. Let's lay out the scenario here. Obviously, he goes on IR with a hamstring injury, but there are. 
there are warning signs showing up on the dashboard here for the Minnesota Vikings. They're now one and four. There's a lot of rumors that they may move on from Kirk Cousins at the trading deadline that with their best player in Jefferson on IR, they may not win any of the next four games while he's on IR. And if they look up and let's say they're, what would they be, two and seven? I can't do math. You're going to have to double two check games? I thought they were, they're one and four they're, right now. They're one and four, but I'm saying after Jefferson would be eligible to come back. So in four games. Okay. So let's let's run some scenarios. I got their schedule pulled up. Perfect. They go to Chicago. A Probably winnable game. A, win. a winnable game, but not guaranteed. Yeah. Um, then they San Francisco comes to Minnesota. That's an L. You're not winning that one. So okay, let's say perfect world, you beat Chicago, but you lose to San Francisco. So now you're two and four. Then you go to Green Bay, also winnable, but no guarantee, especially on the road. Then Atlanta, again, on the road. No guarantees. It's winnable, but it might not happen. So They could very well look up and be 2-7 I mean, when he comes back from IR. It's it's just difficult because they're all road games except for San Francisco, which is you're not you were not going to win that one. They yeah, they've so, got to take 2 out of 4 of these just to even stay relevant. And if if they don't, if the sky falls and you look up and the season is essentially gone, do you tank for Caleb Williams? Do you sit Jefferson, sort of like how the Rams did with Cooper Cup last year? It was a lost season. They said, you know what? Don't come back. It's not going to help anybody. We don't, we, winning these games serves us no real purpose. The Vikings may look up and say, you know what? We're going to have a really good first-round pick. We don't need to get Justin Jefferson injured. We can ship Kirk Cousins off for whatever we can sell him for to one of these QB needy teams. Maybe the Jets decide they want to go for a playoff push. Uh, and and the Vikings are like, you know what? We're going to pack it in. See you next year. That's And that's that's the... That's the fear. They've already said they're not going to rush him back, quote unquote. They don't believe it's season ending. I, I'm not convinced it's it's season ending either. There's, he could play again this year, and I I'm not going to be surprised. But I'm also like, don't be shocked if it's not four weeks and he comes back, but it's six weeks, seven weeks. I, I don't know. And there's a chance, like you said, you know, if he does come back, Kirk Cousins isn't even the quarterback. At that ha- yeah. at that time, so I know people like to talk crap about Kirk and that you know I, I'm not going to argue with it. He's not the best, but he's a very good quarterback. He has chemistry with Jefferson. He knows the system. He makes Jefferson. And I'm not denying Jefferson. In my opinion, he's the best receiver in the league. But he does help a lot with Justin Jefferson's fantasy value. Yes. So coming in back to a backup quarterback potentially. In a lost season, it is it's just not ideal. It's not great. It's not now, great. I do the dynasty nerd in me gets very excited with just the you throw Caleb Williams' name in there and and then my heart oh, like man. skips a beat. Like, oh you you mean to tell me there's a chance that <laughs> Caleb Williams, one of the highest graded quarterback prospects and everyone loves with him ever, gets to walk into a team with a outstanding offensive coach. Kevin O'Connell. Yep. And he gets to have Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, and Jordan Addison right off the bat. 
Yeah. Yes, please. I will say this. I know it is very difficult. I mean, outside of a Caleb Williams, let's say even they don't get the yeah, number one pick. That's that's yeah, that is a fairyland. That's a dreamland scenario. But let's say things do go south and they end up getting the fifth pick, the fourth pick. You end up with somebody like, I don't know, maybe Drake May. Maybe you end up with somebody like, uh, I don't know, who, who, uh, Michael Penix, Bo Nix, uh, who else is going to uh, go Texas, very high? Uh, what's his name? Ewers. Quinn, Quinn Ewers. Ewers. Quinn Ewers. Yeah. You end up with a guy like that. Um, that feels like Kirk Cousins, though. I mean, I'm, a little bit to me. <laughs> right, but if you're going to go to that scenario... Like that's about as good a scenario as a rookie can walk into, in uh, that oh, I can that's remember. Spectacular! You have a top three tight end, the number one receiver, and Jordan Addison is an excellent two. Yeah, so our dynasty hats, we can take them off now. But that was that was a fun little exercise. Go Basically, buy go go buy Justin Jefferson in dynasty right now. <laughs> you got you a contender can't. just went down. Whatever you have to offer to get him, go do it. Yeah, you probably can't get it done, but you know, there I mean, there is again, a there are deals. I have seen them on maybe Twitter. He was, like I said, maybe he was a contender. Yeah, it probably was. Let's be honest. Somebody is trying to panic sell him for Pukunakua right now. Go get it done. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, very sad. Uh, last piece of news here: Travis Kelsey is probably going to play Thursday night. Thank God. What did we dodge? One bullet out of six. Again, I was in I was in a <laughs> similar situation dead, <laughs> to you of just had Jefferson and Kelsey, and like I'm I'm gonna lose both of them this week. I, I I'm not super worried about Kelsey. I like I figured he was gonna come back, um, because he came back in and played in his game, but I didn't know on a short week. I would still temper expectations for him, but you you ain't gonna bench Travis Kelsey. No, 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 you're not. If he starts, you're playing him. Speaking of starts, why don't we talk about our starts of the week? Then after that, we've got a redo. If we were to redo our fantasy drafts, knowing what we know now going forward the rest of the season, we're going to redo the first two rounds of the draft. But before we get into that, we got our starts of the week. Go ahead and hit us with your running back start of the week, Ben. Uh, running back start of the week. Playing into Travis, or not Travis Kelsey, into Justin Jefferson's injury, I'm going to start Alexander Madison. I don't want to. I don't want to, but it's the Bears' defense. The Bears' defense is not amazing. There's more targets, uh, less of an identity of the Vikings' offense as a whole. So I think Alexander Madison sees an increased role in a game that should be relatively high scoring. Interesting. I don't. I. I. That's bold. That's a, that's calling your shot right there. It's it's a start that I'm I'm mean, not expecting him to come out and you know put up thirty points or something, but I oh, think no. it's a reasonable, a very safe floor for Alexander Madison this coming week. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. I'll allow it. Uh, mine, it's low hanging fruit. I'll be totally honest with you, but it's Raheem Mostert against the Panthers. Devon A. Chain goes on IR. Whoa, 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 whoa. You mean to tell me you're going to start a guy who's been scoring 18 to 30 points a week? <laughs> I think I will. <laughs> Guys, in case you haven't noticed, you should probably start the RB, too. <laughs> I'll give you that. Um, he has a 50-burger this week. Or this year, sorry. 
He does have a 50 burger this year. Yeah. Um, it is, you know what? The Chicago Bears have been the the gotcha matchup for running backs. Also, the Broncos, let's be honest. But sneakily, the Panthers have been a great matchup for fantasy running backs. Uh, I feel like every week I'm looking up and I'm like, who are the Panthers playing? Oh, that guy, he went off. Uh, David Montgomery last week. He was great. David Montgomery hadn't had over four yards of carry in any game this year, and then he played the Panthers, and he looked like, I mean, he went Super Saiyan mode. It was incredible. So, it's the Panthers. It's uh, Devon A. Chain goes on IR. Jeff Wilson does come off IR, but Jeff Wilson ain't, ain't Devon A. Chain, or he's not. He's not Devon A. Chain. So yeah, we're going Raheem Mostert there. Receivers, receivers. Let's hop into them. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to stay in the same game, and I'm going to I'm going to start DJ Moore again. I didn't bench him anywhere. I started him everywhere last week. I'm very happy about that, and I'm going to call it. He's getting another fifty points this week. Another fifty? No, he's not getting another fifty points. Okay, but it's the same thing I've been saying every year. You start people who are playing the Vikings. Vikings offense score a lot of points. And Justin Fields, did you you I think you actually mentioned this on the last episode. No other receivers caught a pass from Justin Fields on Thursday night. That is correct. I mean, there were other people who caught passes, but no one who played wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. Yeah. DJ Moore is an dominant alpha in Chicago. There's there is no two. It's DJ I'll say Moore. This. I I've been telling a lot of people to sell high on his massive performance. And by sell high, I don't mean go sell him for just some random guy. I mean, like, go get, like what uh, our buddy Landa did. Go get Tony Pollard. Like, really sell high. Go get somebody good for DJ Moore. Yeah. I think he's, I think you're right. I think he's probably going to have another good week. I would sell after this week. That's sort of what I'm thinking. Like, now he may not explode against, uh, you know, he may not explode Sunday. Obviously, he's probably not going to have 50 points. The likelihood of that happening is incredibly low. But, I mean, I, it feels like he is, I don't know. He's probably due for a little bit of a downturn. Uh, week 7, it's Vegas. 8, it's the Chargers, New Orleans, Carolina, Detroit, Minnesota again. Uh, the matchups aren't terrible, but like, you know, Against Green Bay, it was two for 25. Um, Kansas City, six for 41. Like, I, I know there's nobody else there, but, like, I don't know if he's a top 12 receiver rest of season. No, but at That's the same time, he has, is, though, either. he has been, yeah, he has been very good to this point. Justin Fields is playing better. I will say, if he, if he has a good week this week, I'm going to go sell him and... I'll have to dig more into what you could realistically get. Maybe go get Listen, like a CD, like a CD Lamb or somebody. Yeah, but no. If I, if but Bijan doesn't have a great week again this week, like let's say Bijan goes out and has thirteen and a half fantasy points in PPR leagues, which is fine, but not great. And people who drafted Bijan are going to be like, mm, want a little bit more. You in a redraft league with your DJ Moore can go get you a Bijan Robinson, and I would do that every day of the week. Oh yeah. And that's why that's one of the reasons he's my start this week is because I think this is another week. It is a good matchup. 
Yeah. I think he will probably get it done this week. And then I would cash in. Bye, DJ. (laughs) We'll see you. All right, quarterbacks. No, sorry, wide receiver. I still have to do mine. Uh, It is, (laughs) it's Chris Godwin. He's got Detroit this week. I'm starting Chris Godwin. Oh, well, there you go. You're because welcome. of Justin Jefferson, but I'm starting Chris Godwin. <laughs> um, I think this is, we've got a questionable designation right now on Mike Evans. And uh, he did not practice today, Wednesday. So if if Mike Evans doesn't practice tomorrow on, on Thursday, then he's pr- likely not going to play Sunday. Um, Chris Godwin without Mike Evans has been quite nice. Uh, I think there was one other game this year where he didn't have Mike Evans playing, and he went out and delivered for fantasy football. It was eight for 114 against yep, that was the New a, Orleans Saints, which is a very good defense, by the way. Yeah, the Saints are very good. I think Chris Godwin's kind of been due anyway, even if Evans was playing, because, I mean, we all know Chris Godwin's extremely good. He's finally yeah. healthy again. Evans has I mean, just been dominating for some reason. I mean, not that he's bad, but Chris Godwin, he, he's he's underrated to this point. I think he is. And also, he has not scored a touchdown yet, so I don't want to jinx it, but it feels like he is due for a touchdown. And I will say this. I might have a bit of the Midas touch because I said Jalen Waddle and Chris Olave were going to score last week, and guess what they did? They scored last week. Very good thing for Chris Olave because he had uh, one other catch. <laughs> Yeah, it was rough. For like three yards. <laughs> but it, but at least he, he, he scored, he delivered on that one, and that was it. We'll take it. We will take it. All right, quarterbacks. I'm going with him. Last week, I think he's got it back. The signs are coming. It's a high. It should be a high-scoring matchup against Seattle. I'm going with Joe Burrow. I mean, you've been sticking with him this long, probably. I think I think I think they're about to start lining up. He looks healthier. Let's go. Fire up the engines. The Bengals are back. I was about to ask you when we got on here. We didn't really talk about this on the last episode, but like he had looked so bad and then he bounced back obviously in a major way against Arizona and like how much did that kind of I don't know. Like did that make everything all all the consternation you had about starting Joe Burrow, about starting Bengals, did that just sort of go away after you saw him be good? Yeah, um, I mean, it It was a weight off the shoulders, the fact that he was, he actually moved around in the pocket. He looked like his leg is, he's not 100% still. I, I don't think that, but it's getting there. And the fact that he was finally able to sit back and, and threw some very nice throws to uh, Jamar Chase, I think it, it took a weight off my shoulders personally. I feel great about Jamar Chase going forward. He's back in. I mean, he's back in my top five at least. I don't know about everybody else's. Um, and I feel safe with Joe Burrow, whereas like he's not going to go out there and throw for 130 yards, no touchdowns, and a pick, I don't think, again. I think it's it's much safer, and the ceiling is still there. Because I'm, there's never a week when I'm not going to be surprised that Joe Burrow goes out there and throws five touchdowns. And yeah. I think against Seattle, it's a defense I'm not scared of. I think they can um, 
it'll definitely be a higher scoring game. So Burrow will have to throw touchdowns if he wants to win this, which they desperately need to win as a team if they want to turn their season around. Yeah, they're going to have to go get a dub Sunday. It's it's a make it or break it sort of week. So high scoring game in a must win situation. Give me give me one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I don't care if he's injured. I don't care if T. Higgins doesn't play. He showed it to me last week. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Arizona Cardinals, my start of the week is playing them. Matthew Stafford and the Rams. I, th- I thought about putting Stafford here. <laughs> yeah, I know. You started him. Who was your start last week, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one, it just feels too easy. I mean, it's he's got Cooper Cup. He's got Puka Nakua. The offense has been one of the pleasant surprises in the NFL this year. I think, I think he's due for a multi-touchdown game. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's has the most he's had all year is one, I think. Has he only yeah. found two touchdowns? I don't think he's had a multi-touchdown game yet. It's, it's got to anyway. happen. You just saw Jamar Chase himself score three touchdowns against the Cardinals. Yeah. The combination of Puka and and Cup has got to has got to go for at least three touchdowns, I think. I think so. I'm hoping so cuz I'm starting both of them in in the Mully Boys in the league above all the rest. Oh, you got in to the, at this point. In the granddaddy of them all. It's it's Cooper Cup and Puka. The Rose Kua. Bowl of, of <laughs> oh, fantasy, fantasy leagues. leagues. Yeah. Really hoping they come through for me. So yeah, Matthew Stafford, maybe I'm a little bit biased because I'm I'm hoping that he comes you are, through. You are a Puka believer. I you know, he's making me into one, man. That's Every fair. week. Like we said we were gonna wait and see. And we, no, wait, we, we waited. We waited and we saw. We saw, and he came through, 11 targets, 7 for 71 and a tutty. Yes, please. That's with Cup out there. Hey, that that said a lot to me. It was like, okay, this is legit. This is not a flash in the pan. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I 100% agree with you there. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how he does. Knowing my luck, he will flop, but... <laughs> I don't want him to, but... No! <laughs> Stafford's the start of the week against the Cardinals. All right. If we were to redo our fantasy drafts today, the first 24 picks, where would we go starting at the 101? And we're going um, we're going from here on. This is including yes. the injuries to Jefferson and all those guys. Yes, and I will say uh, you're not going to hear Justin Jefferson's name called. You're not going to hear Devon A. Chain's name called. I would love to, and they would be, you know, probably among the top five picks if we were to redo this, but they're on IR. Kind of Don't know when they're going to play again. Yeah. So the 101 in ADP this year was Justin Jefferson, and honestly, if he didn't get injured, he'd be still in that conversation. But if we're to redo it right now, knowing what we know, who is who's the 101? I, I don't think there's a whole lot of conversation here. It's Christian McCaffrey and in a landslide. Yeah, it's not really close. Uh, Tyree kills are one or two, and he's he's been great. But Christian McCaffrey has been... Christian like, McCaffrey is scoring as much as quarterbacks. Yeah, Christian I McCaffrey think, right now is fifth in MVP odds. Yeah, I, I looked in, in the scoring settings of a couple of our leagues. Josh Allen is, the I think, the top scorer in most of them. Christian McCaffrey is like five points behind him. Gosh. He's putting up quarterback points. That's crazy. We're back. 2019, to 2019 CMC is back. Yeah, I, he is. He is back. And this is including this past week when he only had a measly 12 and a half. Yeah, it was a very pedestrian week. And 
He didn't kill you. Didn't kill you at all. That was worst case scenario. What do you mean Christian McCaffrey only had 12? Like, if I'm going up against <laughs> Christian McCaffrey and he only scores 12, I am ecstatic. I'm like, I stand a chance this week. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Christian McCaffrey's the 101. Not close. 102. We have Tyreek Hill. Uh, the 102 in ADP was Christian McCaffrey. Tyreek is... What do you want me to say? <laughs> he's been so good. He is, he's just he been is so consistent. Guy. He was he was the 106 in ADP. Um, he I think it's safe to say he's been the best receiver. I mean he's he is our 102. Yeah. Um, at the 103, Ben, you're gonna have to make you're gonna have to do a little bit of arguing here. I don't think I have to do a whole lot of arguing. Maybe not a whole lot, but Jamar Chase is your 103, reclaiming his spot. He's the 103 in ADP, so he hasn't moved at all, even though he hasn't been great. All right. He's your 103. <laughs> let's, let's back up <laughs> just a second. You're saying he hasn't been great, and I will give you the first two weeks were, were tough. Uh, the Bengals themselves were struggling. He still wasn't horrific. He had nine points, eight points. Obviously not what you want from your 103 or or anybody, but it didn't kill you. Then week three, he's back to 26 points. Then week four, 14 points. And week four felt like a bad week because the Bengals got slaughtered. Jamar Chase still had 10 targets, seven catches, 70 yards. So in a bad week, scores you 14 points in PPR. Then last week, this is the upside we always chase. I mean, that you chase with Chase. Yeah. <laughs> and I looked through the scoring settings of a couple of our other leagues. You know how many 50 burgers Tyree Kill has had? One. Uh, one. Char- Chase has two in his career. Chase is 23 years old. Jamar Chase, I think it's safe to say, in my opinion, he's back. Three, three good weeks, one amazing week. He had 19 targets last week, 15 catches, broke the Cincinnati Bengals uh, franchise record. I don't care if, if T. Higgins does play. Jamar Chase is back to, this is what I expected from him. He's the wide receiver five, number eight overall. I, I don't think it's a question for me. Jamar Chase is back. Yeah, I'm not going to give you too much crap about it because he is really great. Um, yeah, I mean, since this is a going forward list, who would I rather have? Uh I put it simply, I would rather have Jamar Chase than a lot of the guys here. So he's he's our one of three. Um, number four, we've got Bijan Robinson. I feel a little weird about this one. I'm not yeah, gonna lie. Bijan has not done what you what you expected or hoped he would. He's not been bad. No, I mean he's getting this you like is fifteen the weird a week. With him. Yeah, he's looked like on, uh, on the field. He has looked amazing. But at the same time, there's just well. Here's what it is. I don't think he's got a rushing touchdown yet. Does he not? I don't think he. And does. I watched the Falcons. I do not believe that Bijan Robinson has a rushing. Yeah, touchdown yeah. He yet. scored a receiving touchdown in Week One. He had a receiving touchdown last week. Yeah, I think that's yeah, it. zero rushing touchdowns, two receiving touchdowns. That's crazy. Not not amazing. Now, he's got two top 10 running back finishes. Um, 
but at the same time, it just hasn't quite been the ceiling that we thought. I think that's that's safe to say. But at the, the, that, the while Falcons, that's true, he's still been very good, just not amazing. And the Falcons' offense is is not amazing. They've had two weeks where they've scored single digit points. Uh, one week I think they scored two field goals. One was like a lone touchdown from like Drake London or somebody. So the offense hasn't been bad, so it's kind of capped his ceiling a little bit. And he hasn't quite been as dominant with touches as I thought he would be. Tyler Algier does have a role. If anything, I I think this is more solidifying the reason to have him here because he's playing at his floor right now. Yeah. And he's still the RB7. Yeah, and he's got the fourth most targets in the NFL for running backs right now. Yeah, the the upside, it can only go up for Bijan from here. Yeah. Number five, maybe this is a bit of recency bias. I don't know, but it's Travis Etienne. I mean, we've been talking about it. The volume is there. He is getting 90-plus percent of the snaps out of what's been. It's kind of similar situation because Jacksonville's offense hasn't really been what we expected it to be. Yeah. Um. Until this past week, they finally started to to click, it looked like to me. So, I, I again, I, I kind of think it's more of the same. ETN is only going to go up when he's getting this kind of volume and the offense is going to get better. I've got uh, volume. Volume is the key here for Travis ETN. Right now he is second in the NFL in touches per game. He is eighth in targets. Um, he's not been massively efficient, but it really doesn't matter when you are one of the three most used running backs in the NFL on a good offense too. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, he's well, that's really what I was good. saying. The offense hasn't. I don't think. I don't think the Jacksonville offense has made its stride yet. I don't think it has either. It feels like they have had so many hitches and hiccups and bumps in the road, and yet they've still been good. And they just beat the Bills and looked like a far better team. In, in London than the Bills. And he he finally, that offense finally clicked, and you saw what happened with it. He scored two touchdowns, had like 150 yards. It kind of came together for him. Yeah. It's been wild because he, he has been very solid, not amazing all year long. It's been like 14, 14, 15, 17, and then 38. 38. <laughs> <laughs> we got so there. It, obviously, the ceiling is there, and... If you've got a floor of like 13 points in half PPR, that's phenomenal. That's amazing. That's really what you want from your top guys. You want a floor that's really high and a ceiling that is also really high. And that's what ETN gives you right now. Um, number five, uh, sorry, six, we got Cooper Cup. There's an argument to be made for him to be higher. I think there is too. Um, I think you can make an argument for him at four. I would say you could you could I, you could definitely talk him talk me into having him over Bijan and Etienne, and I would yeah. not give you much pushback. I wouldn't either. Uh, he comes back and just leaves, starts right where he left off. Twelve <laughs> targets, eight for one. He had like six on the first drive. Yeah, I, dude, that first drive was. I mean, it was so good. It was we, so good for my soul. We, I mean, he comes out and it's just oh. Oh, he's he's getting so targeted right now. He almost had, and I told you this because I was watching the game live. 
the first drive they go down, and he has like five for 50 or something. And he ends up not getting the touchdown in the red zone. And I was like, Ben, he could have just had a 16-point drive. <laughs> what a way to have started. And then, you know, obviously finished out eight for 118. It was it was glorious. Yeah, this is I, – I think we talked about it last episode. This is my first time having Cooper Cup, and we talked about it in the – and, you know, one of our main dynasties, the one where, unfortunately, you lost Jefferson and Connor and them. But I was, like, texting you, like, the whole time, like, watching it. I'm like, I've never had Cup before. This is what this feels like? This is awesome. You're like, this is so much fun. I, I love he is, this. He is, like, the Christian McCaffrey of wide receivers. It's amazing. If he gets 12 points, you feel like it was a bad week. I feel like we just talked ourselves of, let's, let's make a, an adjustment. We just talked ourselves into him being at four, I think. I think we did. Yeah. I think we need to adjust this. Cooper Cup is officially our number four, Bijan five, Travis Etienne six. How's that yeah, sound? I'm, I feel better with that. Okay, I'm with it. Number seven, we've got Josh Jacobs. He's kind of a, he's kind of a I would say, maybe this is too high. I mean, I, actually, I don't think it's too high. He started out slow, and now he's he's starting to pick up where he left off. Yeah, so you fed me a stat right when we were starting that he is the most targeted running back in the NFL, which he's is on true. pace for 80 targets. That's crazy. But also, what if I told you he's averaging more receiving yards per game than Christian McCaffrey, and it's Honestly, not super it. close? I believe he's averaging. It. He's averaging 38 and a half, McCaffrey and Samaje Ryan, believe it or not, and Jalen Warren all average 33 a game. Wow. And they are they are two, three, and four. So he hasn't been great on the ground. In fact, he only averages 2.9 yards a carry on the ground. But Ew. <laughs> the receiving has been amazing. I mean, they're they're losing in a lot of these games. They're always close games with the Raiders. Um, yeah, he's he's kind of just been a dump off machine, and he's finally getting you know the goal line touchdowns, which weren't going his way early in the season. They have gone his way like the past three weeks. So, yeah, I he's just safe. This is the benefit of the running back field being decimated, because there's a lot of guys that could be here that aren't because of injury. I mean, to be fair, once we said Josh, once they said Josh Jacobs was coming back, I think we did have him around running back six or seven. So I think we did. Yeah, not it's not a huge gap from from where he was. It's not. It's considering not. Right the injuries there. we've had. He's right there. Um, number eight. This, this is one's weird. This feels bizarre. It's David Montgomery. He's he's our RB five right now. Did I did I calculate that right? Uh, Bijan, Etienne, Jacobs, yep, Montgomery five. is four. Four. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do we say about David Montgomery? My goodness, I don't, I don't. It's so. More, what do we say about B, <laughs> Jameer Gibbs? Yeah, they've yeah. decided they were going to use him in new and interesting ways. The new and interesting ways are to give David Montgomery the ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you see the quote that uh Dan Campbell had today about Dave Montgomery? Dan Campbell's crazy. I don't read all his quotes. <laughs> so he was like, you know, we view 
uh, Jameer Gibbs as the change of pace guy, but you need a guy who can obviously. handle 20 to 25 carries. And I just thought it was really funny because obviously that meant they don't view, and honestly they shouldn't because Gibbs is barely 200 pounds, but still, we they knew. don't view Gibbs as a 20-carry guy, which is confusing because they took him at pick 12 in the draft. I mean, I think I think we all knew this, and even even I knew this going into it, but it's just the complete lack of usage. We knew David Montgomery was going to get more carries than Jameer Gibbs. That was never, yes. never in question he was going to out-carry Gibbs. It's the lack of usage, period, by Gibbs, really. I mean, he's only getting like seven to eight touches a game. Yeah, and Montgomery is averaging, I think he's north of 20 carries a game right now. Let's, let's put it that way. He has scored a touchdown in every game he had a trifecta against Green Bay. Um, I, he's, he's not incredibly efficient on a per-touch basis. He's very good. Um, he's not breaking long runs. He's just sort of he a hammer. He a 42-yarder against uh, Carolina. There you go. There you go. He's, he's really interesting because he's not a breakaway, big play sort of runner, but he's truly like... Like, if A.J. Dillon were good, he would be David Montgomery. <laughs> you know, he just wears the defense upgraded out. upgraded like, A.J. Dillon. It's a light version of Derrick Henry. I mean, yeah. if it's just, it's a pain to deal with as a defense. A guy that's 240 pounds that just gets, like, hardly ever gets tackled for loss, has a great offensive line, and just four or five carries, or four or five yards a carry, it just, it's tough to deal with. And he gets all the goal line, and Jameer Gibbs is kind of their true change of pace back. So David when they Montgomery want to change the game, the of the year once or twice. Yeah. Oh, let's get Jameer to... Gibbs on one jet sweep. And now Jameer Gibbs is injured, and Dave Montgomery yeah, is wonderful. just feasting, wonderful. just feasting. So I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> Why, Ben? You only traded the farm for him. I only traded the farm for him and then lost Justin Jefferson Brilliant. and Nick Chubb. Excellent. I'm doing great. <laughs> Number nine, we've got Stefan Diggs. Ain't, ain't too much to say here. There's there's not. I'm working I worked I did a post today actually about wide receivers. And there's been some fluctuation with some of the top receivers and just looking at their numbers and their quarterback yards per attempt and their target shares and stuff. Diggs is the same thing he's been the past three years. I'm looking at our list. You could you could argue Diggs over Jacobs and Montgomery to me, and I, I don't think I give you much argument on that either. He's just that good. You could. I think it would depend on your scoring settings, but yeah. This is true. But yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's great. He's exactly what you thought he was going to be. Um, he is a he is like a fulcrum. He he does not change year to year. It's just you know exactly what you are getting with Stefan Diggs. You're getting 160 plus targets, probably 1200 to 1400 yards, and between seven and 13 touchdowns. Feels pretty good. He's the wide receiver two, number four mm. overall player. Hmm. Love to see it. Number 10, we've got A.J. Brown. The, Slow start, little, but he's okay now. He's been better than we thought he would be. Let's be honest. He had that slow start, but A.J. Brown right now, 
is on a multi-game 130-yard stretch. He's getting double-digit targets in all but one of their games. Um, he's, sorry, he had eight targets against the Rams, but he had 127 yards. But his last three games is 130, 175, 127 yards. That is, that's very good. And then in week one, it was 80 yards. He's had one bad game, basically, and four very, very nice games yeah. for fantasy. He and, uh, he and Jamar Chase have been kind of similar stories this year. Of First two games were very slow, and then since from week three on, it has just been lock it in 20 points. Yeah. Yeah, he's been great, and he hasn't really been scoring touchdowns. He's only had one game where he scored a touchdown. He had two in that game. It was an explosion. It was fantastic and wonderful. He didn't score against Tampa Bay? Oh, no, nope. he didn't. Okay. Nope. Yeah, he's only got two tutties on the year. But he was wow. the wide receiver two that week, so that's nice. He's just, you know, he's great. It's, it's A.J. Just, Brown. You you kind of know what you're getting with him, too. There's <clears throat> a little bit more volatility than the guy like guys like Diggs, but the ceiling is ridiculous, so. At 11, we've got Amon Ross St. Brown, who should be back this week off an injury. Fingers crossed on that. But we know Amon Ross at this point. Yeah, it's lots of targets. He's the number one guy on a very good offense. He's got the ability to score quite a large amount of touchdowns. Need we say more about Amon Ross St. Brown? Brown. Yeah. Uh, 12, we got Keenan Allen. Bit of a surprise here. Not if you not if you look too closely, but it's Keenan Allen. It is, and, uh, but and what's his? Mike Evans is out, or Mike Mike Williams. Mike Williams is out. Yeah. So with Keenan Allen, I think we just need to address the fact that like he is not a glorified slot receiver this year. He's actually getting down the field. Um, his yards. Per catch. Let's see here if I can get it. Um, that says yards per route. That's not what I want. Well, we'll do it this way. Yards per route. 12.7, 13.9, 11 .9, 10 .7 Per route. Keep that in mind. Wow. So, very solid. Um, he also had a 200-yard game in there. So, where he also threw a touchdown. <laughs> That's one of the wildest stat lines. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He, he's had two, 20, two wide receiver two finishes and then two wide receiver 20 or worse finishes. That's weird. <laughs> feels, like, feels like a little A.J. Brown in there. It does. He's going to be the one or he's going to be like 15. Yeah. But he's, he's the guy for the Chargers, and um, he's getting all the targets. Yeah. All of them. So it's great. At 13, let's say it all together. No. It is Puka Nakua. I need some more excitement for Puka Nakua. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you take this one. <laughs> he only leads the NFL in targets. Um. I think he's second in yards right now. Cooper Cup came back and he was seven for 70 and a touchdown. 
He is paired with the wide receiver Kingmaker. Matthew Stafford can and there Kenny Galladay kings, good. There can be there can be a prince, and a prince can still be the thirteenth best player in fantasy. All right. You can have a king, and you can have the crown prince, and Matthew Stafford will deliver to both of them. I hope so, for your sake. I really hope so. Oh, for my sanity, I hope so. Yes, you you need it. <laughs> All right, number fourteen, we got Brees Hall. He's back. He's back, baby. Lock him in. I think you can say comfortably he's a RB1 moving forward. Now that we have seen the training wheels get pulled off, he's got a full workload. He had 22 carries against Denver, 170 yards, a long touchdown. It's he's Denver. great. It is Denver. I'm just so I'm not <laughs> expecting 170, but can think, we get uh, 75, 80 yards a game? I think so. I feel much safer, too, knowing Zach Wilson has – Kept the offense competent, if nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, I was telling somebody that today. Like, he's not been great, but he's they've been functional. But he's not, not absolutely just destroying the team. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, Brees Hall, I, he has not been that guy until now, but I think the rest of the season you're going to look at Brees Hall, and he's probably going to pay off on that third-round draft price or fourth-round draft price or whatever it ended up being. Dalvin Cook is a non-factor. He has He's done nothing to make me think that he is going to eat no. into the Bryce, uh, the Brees no, Hall experience. I'm no longer worried about Dalvin Cook. Remember when we were worried about Ezekiel Elliott and Dalvin Cook? Yeah. Wow. I still think I was right to be worried about Dalvin Cook. I think in theory, we were, yes. We were not right to be worried about Zeke, but also the Patriots offense itself is an anomaly. So, An anomaly for being terrible. Yeah, for being a ridiculously bad. I saw something today that they're averaging 10.6 points per game right now. I, I that is That feels high to me. <laughs> it's like if they score a touchdown, we celebrate. They've scored three points the past two weeks. Yikes. Yikes. Well, three against Dallas, and they got shut out by the Saints. Yikes. Yeah, they've been up for like 78 to 6 the past The point weeks. differential right there is... Whew. That's bad. Uh, okay, 15. Kyron Williams, the RB1 for the Rams. We tried to tell you their, their RB1 for the Rams was a valuable fantasy asset. Just wasn't Cam The coaching staff just has to tell us which one it is. <laughs> I know. I need some clarity, Sean McVay. Um, yeah, Kyron Williams hasn't been super efficient, but it's it, he's scored a bunch. He's had uh, an elite target share for running backs. He's, you know. the This would be the name, looking at the rest of this, I would expect to fall down this list. Sure. But I can see that. For now, sure. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, 16, Kenneth Walker. Can we get my man Sharp some touches? <laughs> no. <laughs> Kenneth Walker said Apparently I want not. them all. Yeah. Apparently not. Kenneth Walker is the goal line back, the the receiving downs back, the first and second down back. He's everything. Well, I think the receiving is is still not quite there. I think he and Charbonnet more or less split it. They both get like two targets a game. <laughs> but he also yeah, gets twenty touches to on around. twenty carries on top of that. So Yeah. 
Yeah, he's been a lot better than I thought it would be. I was panicking because, and maybe I think it had more to do with the fact that I thought Charbonnet was really good than I still I think didn't he think is, Walker but he's good. just got to get on the field. Yes, but I think we might have just discounted how good Kenneth Walker is. I will agree with that more than we were excited about uh, Charbonnet. They played a cruel trick on us when they when they spent a second rounder on a running back. They did. Imagine what Charbonnet could have been if he ended up on Miami. I don't know. Oh, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. don't do that to me. <laughs> he was going in the second round. That's that's when ooh. Miami was looking for a running back. Ooh. Instead, uh, we got okay. a chain. Hey. A chain's been that guy now. I mean, I I don't think he would be doing what A chain is doing. No, but they're also nobody they're also would very, be doing what A chain. They're doing. very different players, though. So, I still have never seen any. Charbonnet does not like run a four two. No, he does not. The uh, <laughs> the Miami Dolphins have like the top ten fastest speeds um, clocked at any point this season. It's just all Dolphins. It's Tyree Kill, Mostert, Devon A chain, Jalen Waddle, multiple times. Must be nice. Whew. They've got a formula. Let's put it put it that way. Devontae Adams is at number 17. <clears throat> Feels low. It does feel low. He's been really good. Uh, he's also shown the ability to have ceiling weeks. Um, but at the same time, he also had a floor week this past week when I think he had like two catches. He had four, four catches. Four on. for 40. Yeah. Is that what it was? Um, yeah. Only four targets, too. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't get anything going. It was weird. This is I think it's less of a Devontae Adams problem. It's more of just the Raiders are just kinda all over the place. I think we can say with our chests that Josh McDaniels is not a good head coach. No, we've been saying that for the past couple of years now. I mean, I really thought the way they had it set up, I mean he had his quarterback, he had Devontae Adams. I was like, you really can't screw this up. Yeah. And then he did. And obviously we have him at 17. I'm not super worried going forward. He's had nine targets, eight targets, 20 targets, 13 targets. And then last week was just kind of an outlier with four. He has been banged up too. He's been questionable uh, the past two weeks with, I believe, is it a, a, shoulder, like a shoulder injury? I think. Yeah. A shoulder yep. injury. So uh, I don't see it hampering him too much going forward. But you can kind of temper expectations for a little while, I guess. Yeah. Tony Pollard at eighteen. Dallas is Dallas is strange. They're weird. They blow teams out, and Tony Pollard looks great. You think they're bad? I think they're bad. Interesting. I am also not a big Dallas fan. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a non-Dallas fan thing to say. I don't I mean, they're think not they're, bad. They're, they're, they're not, not bad, bad. But they ain't San Francisco either. Well, no, but uh, let's be honest here. San Francisco is kind of on an island by themselves right now. This is true. Uh, he has... That, his, his his production is, is kind of dipped the whole year. I don't... Yeah, I think it's some more, of it is just that they're murdering people or they're getting murdered. Yeah. There, there have been two polar opposites happening. They haven't really had like a normal game at all. I I would assume this is the week it's coming. They play the Chargers. The Chargers are neither 
a terrible team, nor are they one of the elite teams. They're kind of in the middle, I think. I mean, obviously, I know Justin Herbert is spectacular, but the Chargers as a whole are probably the most normal, quote-unquote, team they've played this year. So we'll get a... Normal. <laughs> we'll, we'll get a, a much more of a litmus test this week. Yeah, I think so. Um, all righty. Travis Kelsey, we have... We have why, not why is he here? We have not mentioned the tight end one Travis, going get up forward. There. Uh, he hasn't been his usual self. He's still been the best tight end in terms of points per game. He's averaging like 13 points per game right now. But it, it's just not quite the dominant tight end that you're looking for in the in the first round. I think it was the fifth pick, and yeah. and that pick hasn't really paid off so far. I think it's been it's been the injury. It's been. Like some of these, the Eagles were blowing people out. So the injury week one, he's now injured again with his ankle. I think he's playing this Thursday, so that's fine. Again, I think he's another one of those players. He's at his floor right now, so we really haven't seen the ceiling yet. Yeah, we'll say he's averaging right now. I think it's his career low in yards per target or average depth of target. Maybe it was. Um Meaning he's just not working down the field like he and has part of in it, the past. Part of it is the receiver situation. They they have no good receivers, so he's kind of just got to be Mahomes' safety blanket. Yeah. Uh, DeAndre Swift, your boy is here at 20. I'm so happy. How I'm happy so happy right now. You've got to have your boys in here. You've, you've got Brees. you got Puka up here. I get to have mine in here. I'm so happy. <laughs> He really has been a pleasant surprise, I'll be honest. He has taken over the Eagles' backfield. He has. It's his, and he's not relinquishing it for anything. He's looked so efficient. He hasn't doing, He's not doing anything in the past game. That's the only thing. He did have six catches hope. this past week. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's probably a season high. But we also knew going into this that Jalen Hurts doesn't throw the running backs. He's a, he's a mobile quarterback. He, he has thrown a little bit more than I thought he would, so I'm actually impressed with the catches he's got. But again, like you said a second ago, he's been efficient, and that's what you're banking on, is this is potentially the best offensive line in football. He himself is an excellent runner. He has he surprised me. He has really good vision this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's just he's just been gashing people. He's looked, he's looked very, very good. Uh, 21, we got Jonathan Taylor. There he is! There he is. We expect now boy. that he is off IR, that he's working his way into game shape, that he will ramp up. Uh, the Colts have looked very, very solid. They've got a great play, play caller, excuse me, getting things rolling there for him. I can't wait to see a Jonathan Taylor, Anthony Richardson offense. Well, it's, it's going to so be exciting. a few weeks. It's going to be a while. They said it could be four to eight weeks for Richardson. God, I might. I hope it's not eight. I can't catch a break right now, man. I mean, either way, Minshew will hold down the fort. Either way, I think Taylor will be good. Minshew will be fine. Zach Moss absolutely dominated when they played Baltimore and Gardner Minshew was starting. So, I still would temper temper expectations the next couple weeks because they are going to work him in. It is not going to be an instantaneous turn the key. Jonathan Taylor's getting 180 yards, right? Yeah, they'll, they'll work him in. Uh, C.D. Lamb at 22. Surprisingly low. 
Yeah, it's it's just this Cowboys offense. Same thing like as Tony said, Pollard. Like he should be way weird. higher. Both he of these should guys be. should be way higher. He's only really had one good fantasy week. The rest of them, he's getting like four or five targets, and that's just not going to cut it for a guy drafted this high. We do believe in the talent, though, and I I would project him to bounce back the rest of the season as their game scripts sort of balance out because, you know, like we said, they've been all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't, yeah, I don't have a ton, ton else to say. Saquon Barkley at 23. We can tackle probably these next two guys back to back. Yeah, we'll say Saquon and Austin Eckler round out our top twenty-four. When they're healthy, they'll um, be higher than this on the list. Yes, and Saquon is in a pretty interesting situation where it is him versus the world right now for the Giants because they're all hurt. Daniel Jones is hurt. Like three offensive linemen are hurt. Not that it mattered anyway because they Darren were terrible. Waller didn't practice this week. Oh, gross. So wonderful might be rough. Might be rough here for a couple weeks for Saquon, but we do know when he's on the field, he's great. As long as he's not getting injured. Yeah. And before he was injured, he was he was performing. It was looking very nice. Except for that Dallas game, sorry. Dallas game, nothing, nothing good happened. But outside of that, that he's looked pretty That was good. one of the worst games we've ever seen. That was horrible. <laughs> um <laughs> Austin Eckler, he said he might play this week. I hope he stays out. Know. Please stay away, Austin. <laughs> Go away. Oh, geez. Don't you love him so much? No. Let Justin have his moment. (laughs) It's his time. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, I will say, in his one game this year before getting injured, Austin Eckler had 24 fantasy points. Yeah, that's the problem. (laughs) The problem is he produces. Yes, that is the issue. That's what I'm telling you. (laughs) The issue with Austin Eckler is that he's good. (laughs) The issue is I have him nowhere and Herbert everywhere. Yeah. For those of you who don't understand Ben's uh, issue here, it is that every single time the Chargers are in the red zone or in the 10 zone, they run with Austin Eckler and he scores instead of either throwing to him or anyone else on the roster. So Herbert can never cash in incredibly upset because a like i said i have no shares of him i've been knocked out of the playoffs multiple years by austin eckler yep and like having herbert like you said they're like okay they got a first down and goal guess what it's going to be eckler 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 fourth and goal because of brandon staley's insanity you know he's going to go for it on fourth and goal and he's going to give it eckler four straight every single time yes chalk it up yeah it's a fun time. You boys haven't been hurt like I have. <laughs> ben has seen things. Yes. <laughs> I would like to add a 25th player on here. Uh, Kyle Pitts, yep. obviously. Oh, I God. <laughs> Top of the third round, baby. <laughs> oh, just where people wanted to take him, right? Yeah, exactly. Brutal. Uh, anything else you want to add? I think that's it. All right, that'll do it for this one. Appreciate you guys for watching, for listening. Uh, if you're listening... Make sure to leave us a rating and review wherever you are listening. Subscribe on YouTube so you can see us every time we go live. We're trying to get every show live on YouTube. So That is the plan. That is the plan. We'll see how it pans out, but we're two for two this week. Bingo. Bingo, bango. All right. We'll see you next week when we're breaking down all of the week six craziness. 
We'll Hopefully see you there. We're right. Hopefully, let's see. You know, we've been we've been on a hot streak with the starts of the week. Let's hope we get it again. Dylan. We'll see. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and want to connect to us, follow us on Instagram at fantasybrothers underscore or on Twitter at fantasybros underscore. If you want to support the show, you can do that at Patreon forward slash fantasybrothers.